1: Source for health and wellness is Wellness Radio 1570, KDIZ Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group.
0: With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. We're entering into a make-or-break season for retailers. The holiday shopping season is upon us.
3: While people will shop online and in-store, more consumers are starting to spend their money on experiences over material things. Rod Sides is a retail consultant at Deloitte. Well, my $600 is expected to be spent on entertaining outside the home and kind of the overall experience of the holiday season. But if you're heading to the stores, plan ahead.
0: There's going to be a lot of deals out there to be had. I think if consumers spend a little bit of time before they go out or before they go online and have an understanding of the bills they're looking for, I think they can find them. I'm Shelly Adler. The House Judiciary Committee planning to bring in legal experts to examine the constitutional grounds for impeachment of President Trump when the panel meets one week from today. The Dow Down, 11 points, and this is SRN News
3: the spirit with the FishtwinCities.com. tune in this friday as we begin spreading joy around the clock with christmas classics and contemporary favorites have a holly jolly christmas it's the best time of the year fill your cubicle kitchen minivan or business with the sound of the season listen at the fishtwin or with the free mobile app supported by minnesota adult and teen challenge
2: Wellness 1570. Coming up, Like It Matters Radio with Mr. Black. I am Lee Michaels. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle. You can have your rent or mortgage paid for all of next year. You sign up at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. You can enter once a day, every day, up until December 20th. So I don't know why you're putting it off. Think of what you could do without having to make a rent or mortgage payment for 12 months. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle brought to you by Tom Matini of New American Funding
1: digital marketing is a big part of just about every business it's everywhere is your business using it to your advantage are you receiving your share of the leads if you're not effectively using digital media you could be losing sales by the second even worse your customers can be grabbed up one by one never to return not sure if you're losing out to the competition salem surround can help you we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience at the right time. Learn more at surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers.
2: The Wellness 1570
0: Fan Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. This is Tom Matiney from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. That's extra money to take your family on vacation, put in a pool, or help a friend in need. Enter once a day from now through December 20th at TwinCitiesWellnessradio.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Wellness 1570 Fan Club and me, Tom Matiney, at New American Funding. Across
2: America, the Billboard people. Did you know my mom's gonna have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said, this is going to be someone very special.
0: Pro Life Across America is non political and totally educational.
3: Parkinson's disease is a neurological movement disorder affecting an estimated one million Americans, including many under age 40. The American Parkinson Disease Association is the largest grassroots network in the United States, working to help ease the burden and find the cure for those coping with Parkinson's. Visit APDAoptimism.org today to find out how you can help millions live with dignity and optimism. Your action today will help APDA put an end to Parkinson's disease.
0: The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
2: Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black.
4: Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, I feel like the CDC should give out a warning, 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 warning. You know, you ever get one of those amber alerts on your phone? Uh, where you're just driving down the street or just uh, talking to someone, all of a sudden your phone starts making this sound, Amber Alert, Amber Alert, or Senior Alert, what do they call them? Silver Alerts. Silver alert. Silver Alert. Well, today I got an alert for you. Uh, It's not about smoking. You know, I uh, actually saw the other day that uh, um, sitting has become the new smoking. Yeah, they say that uh, sitting for long periods of time is worse now than smoking cigarettes. Uh, Just stunning. So uh, it's a warning sign. It's something I read, and it's an article that I don't know if enough people saw it. But uh, uh, what was it from? It was from studyfinds.org, and it said, Inferiority Complex, 8 in 10 Millennials Believe They Aren't Good Enough. They aren't enough. You know, I've been in the leadership field for uh, 27, 28 years, um, and I, I basically deal with people's psychology. Uh, it's a mind game. The entire human experience, whether you're talking about uh, personal relationships, uh, uh, business relationships, selling or buying, uh, really it comes down to the mind. The mind is such a powerful um, item, uh, entity, whatever you want to call it, That, and yet most people don't know how it works. It drives everything else we do, and yet most people don't have a clear understanding of not only what it does but the effects it has on us. And I got to tell you, a majority of the problems I've seen over the years, I don't care if someone's got a good childhood or a bad childhood. I don't care if someone's had a, a good life or a bad life. Uh, I really don't care if someone has a, a lot of qualities and opportunities or or very few uh, high-level qualities or very few high-level opportunities. I'm going to tell you right now, majority of the problems I have come across in life with people really come down to this. People believe they're not enough. Now, this says millennials believe they aren't good enough. Let me tell you two reasons why this matters. Number one, uh, the youth are our future. I mean, everywhere you read and hear and study all this stuff is that the the youth are our future, and technically that's accurate uh, because they grow into middle-aged adults and older-aged adults, and usually those middle-aged adults and those older-aged adults usually govern, rule, um, pass laws. Uh, and so the second reason why it matters is because of something that is credited to Abraham Lincoln but really didn't, wasn't said by Abraham Lincoln. And he said this, the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be philosophy of government in the next. See, what little kids grow up believing becomes their reality. And since they will someday rule the world, that becomes the reality of the world that they rule. And so this was uh, done from a survey, Uh, this was out of London, it says, uh, it feels like every day there's another article published blaming millennials for this or for that. A certain industry is in decline, millennials must be involved, not enough money being uh, generated in certain sectors, those stingy millennials are spending too much money uh, on avocado toast again. (laughs) Fair or not, young adults of this day and age have become a scapegoat of sorts for a myriad of societal problems and changes. What seems to be lost in this conversation is the effect all of this is having on many millennials, mental health and self-confidence. See, those are two areas, mental health and self-confidence. And I really believe that there's a mental health crisis uh, in this country. A lot of it really comes down, and I'm not talking about a psychosis necessarily. I'm talking about lazy thinking, that people really run on autopilot. We're, We're made that way. But today we're we're gonna expose this problem, and today I'm gonna offer you some solutions. There are some things that we can do about it because I believe this is not genetic, because I believe this is not um, uh, dealing with a disease uh, or disease. It is dealing with a disease. I believe this can be fixed. This can be solved. I think we can go back to being strong thinkers, uh, creative thinkers, uh, committed thinkers, uh, people who think to get things done versus what's starting to happen is the lazy thinking. I think part of it uh, is to be emotionally involved. Part of it is to understand how we work. And part of it is to care enough about it to do something about it. Going back to this article I'm reading here, uh, it says, now, a new survey consisting of 2,000 millennials, which is people ages 22 to 38, uh, has revealed some troubling statistics regarding how young adults see themselves in comparison to both their peers and the older generations. And why does this matter? Because the way we see ourselves dictates how we talk to ourselves. It dictates how we talk to other people. It dictates. See, when you realize what this is saying, that 8 in 10 millennials believe they aren't good enough, there's, that's a comparison. Good enough for what? Good enough compared to who? See, this is what we don't get. We, we have this comparative thinking, but we don't even realize it's comparative thinking. You know, how do you come up with good or bad? How do you come up with right or wrong? Don't you get it? Those are comparative things. Uh, in order for something to be right, uh, you got to know what wrong looks like, or at least have a good understanding of what right is. See, there's a comparison. You're comparing it to this litmus test. In order for something to be invaluable, you've got to understand what value is. In order for something to be bad, you've got to know what truth is. In order for something to be wrong, you've got to know what right is. When you compare a day, when I ask you how your day went, your answer has to be a comparative answer. Compared to what? Have you ever heard someone say, well, how you doing? Well, uh, you know, better than a, a, a one-armed paper hanger. Or how How you doing? Well, I, 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 I'm not uh, I'm not in a hospital bed, or I'm not six feet under. Do you see? We're comparing ourselves. Well, it ain't too bad because I don't have the worst, and it ain't too good because I don't have this good thing over here, but it ain't as bad as this guy over here, so I guess it's doing okay. I mean, have you talked to people lately? See, a lot of people out there, uh, they are snorkelers. Uh, but I'm a scuba diver. I go deep with people. Why do you think I can't hang out with people? <laughs> because most people are dwelling on the surface. They're checking boxes. They're going through the motions in life. And today I want to do two things. Number one, I want to bring this to your attention, because this is epidemic proportions. Uh, and secondly, I want to offer a solution, because I don't want to just focus on problems. You know, this, this radio show is designed to get you thinking, because I really think it's a muscle uh, and from Dr. Riestek of Mozart's Brain of the Fire Pilot, we are told that our brain has unlimited plasticity. Uh, it is the one organ in our body that can get better with age, that it never has to deteriorate. It can get better. But it is a muscle, and it needs to be worked. If you don't use it, you will lose it. If you're not expanding, it, It's shrinking. Things are either growing or they're they're shrinking. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. You need to get off the standstill lie of life. We are never standing still. So you're either going one way or the other. And when you understand that, you work better. At least I believe. This is just my personal opinion. And my humble opinion in a dollar will get you a small cup of coffee at your local convenience store. And so people are comparing themselves to other people. And so 2,000 people, ages 22 to 28, uh, were asked uh, how they see themselves in comparison to both their peers and older generations. And an astounding 80%, that would be called a B, a negative B. Eight in 10 flat out believe they are not good enough in virtually all areas of their lives. Why does this matter? Because 60 million Americans struggle with depression. A majority of depression falls in a category called situational depression. And what causes situational depression? Our self-talk. And where does our self-talk come from? Our belief systems. And what do we believe? We believe what we tell ourselves over and over and over and over. So today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you it's a mind game. And I met the enemy, and he's living in my shorts. In other words, if other people said and did to us and allowed uh, were allowed to do what we do in our own hands, we would never tolerate that. They would no longer be in our life. And today I'm just posing one question for you. Enough? On Like It Matters Radio Radio, Like It Matters to be back in three
3: What can you do in 48 hours that what can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening.
0: And on a personal point of view, so many things have happened
3: since I got home. It's almost a miracle. It's not almost. It is a miracle. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. A funny thing happens in Minnesota in the winter. Whether you like cozy nights in a cabin, meeting friends for burgers after skiing, flying down more than 22,000 miles of groomed snowmobile trails, or hiking in the silence of the woods. A funny thing happens. The coldest months of the year have a way of bringing about the warmest moments in life. Find your true north only in Minnesota. Visit ExploreMinnesota.com.
1: When it comes to replacing your windows and doors, ignorance is not bliss. You only want to have to do it once, and you don't want to make a mistake. Great Plains Windows and Doors has been helping homeowners all over the Twin Cities with their replacement needs, utilizing the entire line of Anderson Core product, including the most popular 400 series, which contractors trust the most, and they're made right here in Minnesota. Now that sounds like bliss. For a truly remarkable experience, contact Great Plains Windows and Doors at greatplainswindows.com.
0: investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself
3: included. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life.
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about enough. You know, I started with launching with this article I read, and it makes sense to me. I consider myself a psychologist by trade. Uh, I don't have a degree that calls me one, but I have a 30-year work experience that says I am one. So I just want to make that clear. But uh, it makes sense, the the kind of the mess we're in. It makes sense, as I deal with people at a deep, uh, intimate level, why people struggle mightily. And people do. Men are struggling today. Uh, Young people are struggling today. Uh, I think women are struggling today in a different way. I think uh, we have racial struggles because I think the black community is uh, is struggling. Uh, I think everybody, every group of people is struggling in this world today. And I believe a lot of it has to do with our minds. It has to do with our thinking process. You know, what's so different in the world today is the way we think. Whether you're talking about entitlements or or the privilege movement, whether you're talking about the women's movement or Black Lives Matter, whether you're talking about uh, the NFL and the whole uh, kneeling uh this you know from the national anthem we talk about the founding fathers and what people think about them you talk about pro life or pro choice you talk about uh family and what type of marriage is acceptable whether heterosexual homosexual uh, animalistic i mean we it really all comes down to our thinking right that's why i like to deal with with culture and not with politics But with culture, because you got to understand how politics is part of culture, so is religion part of culture. But culture is the the repeated norms, acceptable behaviors, patterns, if you will, of thinking and acting that become normalized, that become okay, uh, that become the norm, right? And so, this is just a really interesting study here that eight in ten, uh, millennials run the world, supposedly. Rule the world. They're the future of the world. They're, they're the ones making things happen. They're the ones deciding our entire election system is being turned upside down. They're the ones showing that now we can destroy a president if we don't like the outcome of an election. And, and boy, we're, we're, we're creating a bed. We're setting a table, uh, that many people are gonna find bitter roots and bitter results and, uh, Boy, uh, five, six years from now, people are going to give anything they could to go back ten years to how it used to be. I just, I see it coming. Not only did eight in ten people, millennials, believe that they are not good enough in virtually all areas of their lives. Furthermore, three-quarters of the survey's respondents admit, listen, that they constantly feel overwhelmed. Overwhelmed is a mental state. By pressure to succeed in their careers, Find a meaningful romantic relationship and meet others' expectations. Not their own expectations, but others' expectations. And knowing how we don't properly communicate, I'm going to suggest that most of those expectations are hallucinations. They're self-imposed expectations. They don't even know what the other person expects. But why? Because we don't talk to each other. The article goes on to say another 7 in 10 millennials say that, they, that daily chores, daily stuff, like going to the gym regularly, maintaining a presence on social media, and making enough money are among the top reasons why they feel so overwhelmed all the time. In all, 80% of respondents even say these worries have negatively impacted their sleep. And 80%, well, 79%, admit that their overall mental health has suffered. This was commissioned by producer Alpro. And feels uh, found that the average millennial feels inadequate roughly 130 times per year. So, if you know basic math, 365. So, this is of almost 40 percent of the time. Our young people, the ones that are guiding the country right now into where we're going, feel inadequate. Interesting, 75% of respondents say that their efforts to succeed in life have actually had an adverse impact on their personal relationships. On a related note, 6 in 10 say that they pressure, they, the pressure they feel to succeed professionally has had negative effects on their career. Do you see what I'm saying? So I want to address this in two ways. Number one, uh, we got to deal with this problem. Remember there are four levels of learning. The highest level is something called unconscious incompetence, where we don't know what we know. See, we are unconscious creatures. This is why this matters. It's because you can consciously want to do something. You can consciously say you're going to change. The problem is we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. The other is programming. It is the self, the unconscious brain, the subconscious I should say, the mind, and that's running everything. 95 to 97 percent of our experience in life is happening at the unconscious level. I use the example of breathing. Right now you're all breathing without thinking about it. It's going on unconsciously, you don't have to think about it, I think it's the autonomic nervous system. But if I told you to hold your breath, you could. If I told you to breathe faster, you could. If I told you to slow down your breathing, you could. See that's just exactly how our life works. It is works on autopilot. You have a part of your subconscious brain called the basal ganglia. It is the habit center of the brain. Its entire purpose is to get you into a habit as quick as possible so that your small conscious mind, a very small part of your mind, can be used to focus on the important decisions of life. We've all driven home before without realizing how we've driven home. But yet we stopped at all the stops. We turned at all the turns. And voila, there we did. We wound up at home. Now, I'm not talking about drug and alcohol related, right? You got my point? We are unconscious creatures. The number one we procrastinate is, I don't know. If you don't know your marriage is broken, then you don't need to deal with it. If you don't know coach is doing things to your child after practice because you're not where you're supposed to be, then you don't need to deal with it. If you didn't have 20 ESPN channels, what would you do with your time if we could not sit in front of a TV and aimlessly push that little button to go from ESPN to ESPN to ESPN to ESPN to ESPN to forensic files to ESPN to ESPN to ESPN to ESPN to CSI to ESPN, 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 right? And so two things I want to do to address this. First of all, I want you to know it's a real problem. It's a real problem. And this is why I do what I do. This is why I do my leadership training at likeitmatters.net. And this is why I do this radio show. See, we have a purpose, and it's written in the form of a statement. Like It Matters operates exclusively to help people have healthy emotional intelligence. There's a pandemic of poor mental health gripping our country, and we have been helping people overcome their emotional trauma through understanding how they are made and how they create experience. See, I train through experiential three-day experiences where people actually learn situational leadership. They learn how to overcome, not through a book, not through a lecture, but by doing, because people learn best what they see, hear, and do. And while doing this, they're building self-confidence. They're building greater awareness. And see, I help people who are suffering from and overcoming emotional trauma tied to abuse, molestation, PTSD, drug addiction, how about not feeling enough, past emotional trauma, as well as the normal disappointments of life. Sometimes very healthy people can get knocked on their butt by a disappointment they didn't expect. See, we create hope. That's the number one thing that a leader peddles is hope. Where there's hopelessness, we create a belief system of personal accountability. We create hope. We help them get control. Remember Dr. Victor Frankel said between the stimulus and the response, there's a space and in that space it is your power. It is your freedom. That's what I mean about taking control. It's your—we give you your freedom back: freedom of thought, freedom of mind, freedom of control. The one thing we can truly control is that—is ourselves. And so what we got to realize is it's a mind game. So two things. Number one: first of all, uh, rule number one about being a leader—it's not about you. And so there are three places to live. Tuesday we did a class called uh, "Where You Live and What Level." See, we can live either in survival, in success, or significance. And survival is really no different than an animal. You know, I got a couple cats, but we have a this is wild dog that lives around. This very timid dog uh, doesn't want to mess with anybody. Just wants to live, wants to eat. It'll jump over our fence. Big white dog jump over our fence in our yard to get any scraps. Doesn't the cats? Doesn't mess with the cats. The cats look at it like, what are you doing here? But that dog is in survival mode. It's just working to live. I don't want to be mean to it. I don't want to hurt it. I don't want to shoot it with my BB gun. I just don't want it in my yard. But the dog is doing otherwise wanting to survive. And if you were an animal and that's all you had to do was survive, that's how you'd be living. There are a lot of people out there living that way. But work not called to survive. We're called to far more than that. The next level is success. Success is now you're doing something with this gift called life. And, and maybe it's making money, maybe it's making a product, uh, whatever it is. But really, by definition, success for most people is really all about them as well. It's still focused on the me, on the I. It is the third level significance that truly incorporates other people. And that, truly, I believe, is the level that each and every human being who wants to be considered successful by the end of their life must do. They must live a life of significance. And it validates the rule number one about being a leader. Rule number one about being a leader, it's not about you. I've always believed that's rule number one about being a leader. It's not about you. Get off yourself. And there are times to do the I and the my but there are also times of the we and the hour. I and my are not terrible words. Matter of fact, when you're dealing with psychology as we're going to go into the next two segments, when you're working to, to clean up some things from your past, when you're working to move beyond trauma, you need to own your world. You need to talk about what I am struggling with. My problem is, my fear. I have struggled with this up until now. See, if you don't rent your if you rent your home, you can't change it. But if you own your home, you can change it. You will never change what you don't own, and so we need to learn to own our stuff. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the we, the we, and the hour. Significance requires you get off the big I, you get off the big my, and you start going to we and the hour and the bigger picture. That's why I bring up the neurological levels of change with Dr. Robert Dilts, because there has to be something above us, leaders. There has to be something above us, some greater purpose, some bigger impact, some reason beyond just making a paycheck, some reason beyond just taking care of our own needs, some reason beyond just surviving, some reason beyond just being successful. So after the break, I'm going to break down how you fix this problem and why this problem is a problem to begin with. We'll be right back.
3: What can you do in 48 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received.
2: You focus on the individual.
0: I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but... They don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed?
4: And like you said, right, it's a choice.
3: 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life.
1: So what would you do with an extra $500 a month in your budget? 500 bucks. This isn't hypothetical, by the way. This is something you may need to think about very soon if you decide to become a member of MetaShare. MediShare is a way to pay for your healthcare and typically it costs $500 less per month for a family versus other healthcare plans. So seriously think about this. You could pay off loans, pay down a mortgage, save the money for retirement, donate to charity. That would be a big deal, but you know what? Here's the best thing. MediShare works. It's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry with 400,000 members. They've shared over $2 billion in medical bills, so they can help share your needs too. And with MediShare, not only do you save, you don't have to pay for things you don't believe in, and that's a beautiful thing too, so... Here's how you can find out more, and you might actually wind up saving even more than 500 a month, so check into it. 844-51-BIBLE. That's 844-51-BIBLE. 844-51-BIBLE.
3: Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees.
0: Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that
3: Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life.
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, posing the question, Enough. And why I'm bringing this up is that there's an inferiority complex that is striking our millennials. I just have an article uh, surveyed 2,000 millennials, that's ages 22 to 38, uh, and 8 out of 10 believe they aren't good enough. They aren't good enough that they can't meet. Uh, Most of society's expectations of themselves, when they compare themselves to younger people, when they compare themselves to uh, uh, older people, uh, they consider themselves not enough. And you got to know why this matters, because I learned a long time ago two things. Number one, any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. And secondly, uh, people, uh, you know, hurting people hurt people. I don't know how else to say it. Hurting people hurt people. And when you add that together, hurting people hurt people, unless you do something different, and any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself, wow. You understand now why there are certain laws, why there are laws called precedents, why there are laws called uh, um, uh, fruit from a poisonous tree, why there are Miranda rights. Because we never want the end to justify the means, or the means to justify the ends, whatever it is, the ends, that's what it is, the ends to justify the means because we never want to reward negative behavior. You don't want a rogue cop going out there and getting a conviction even though he did it illegally. And so there are rules out there that say if they do it illegally, even if the person did it, it's dismissed. Why? Because any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. And hurting people hurt people. Do you see how those two fit together? As a leader, you gotta be a good mathematician. You gotta see what things add up and what they add up to. And so you got to realize when you start adding all this stuff together, uh, boy, it can start creating some helplessness and some hopelessness. If we're going to be the change that we want to see in the world, the time is now, there's a sense of urgency because there are a lot of things that are being solidified as precedent. There are a lot of things going on that will not serve our kids, our relationships, our future well, unless they're dealt with. And so you got to realize that by the time a child is six years old, the majority of their map of reality is in place. And so we have all these young people thinking they're not enough. Don't you get it? If I'm not enough, then I need protection. If I'm not enough, then other people have more than I. That's called privilege. Don't you see where the privilege movement comes in? If I'm not enough, then it's not fair. And as a woman, I don't have all the rights that men do. So now let's create a woman's movement. If I'm not enough... It must be because I'm black, and so, uh, man, black lives matter too, and so let's start a black lives matter rally because uh, I'm tired of not being enough. Now, don't you see how this one thing feeds so many ills of the world? The whole covet movement. That's what the privilege movement is. It's just a covetous movement. It's the 10th commandment that we seem to disregard anymore. God said for the last commandment, he said it was really, really important. See, we get conditioned. We're no different than an animal. Uh, and fear occurs. And this is what, Adam, one of my favorite books, Mozart's Brain and the Fighter Pilot by Dr. Richard uh, was it? Restack? Restack, That's his name. He says that fear occurs before you know what you're afraid of. And then in that book, he references a lot uh, Dr. Joseph Ledoux. He's a brain researcher. And Ledoux gives this example. He said, if a rat is in a cage is exposed to a sound, the animal initially orients itself toward and pays attention to the sound. But after a few repetitions, the rat ignores it. However, the animal will respond once again if the sound is paired with electrical shock. After a few repetitions of this pairing of sound and shock, the rat begins to display signs of fear whenever it hears the sound alone. It stops what it is doing and freezes in place. The animal's only detectable movement consists of the rhythmic chest excursions that accompany breathing. In addition, the rat's fur stands on end. Its blood pressure and heart rate increases, and stress hormones pour into its bloodstream its bloodstream, and this is the chemical reaction of the body based on our feelings. Did you hear that? Feelings. What your feelings are, what you're thinking about, your breathing, and your physiology. That makes your body create 63 known chemicals, or I should say release 63 known chemicals, and those chemicals, based on what it releases, make you feel. That's what feelings are. They're a chemical response to what you're thinking about, your breathing, and your physiology, specifically your eye placement in relation to said physiology. In a word, the rat is now conditioned. And we get so conditioned, ladies and gentlemen. Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. So, don't you hear? We call that conditioning. No different than how you train an animal. Uh, when I was a young kid, we used to have a horses. The Las Vegas, the BLM would round up the wild mustangs, uh, and uh, we uh, Shoshone and Snoopy. We adopted two wild mustangs, five hundred bucks apiece. Uh, and I conditioned, I conditioned Shoshone to let me ride her. I green broke her. I was the only human being to ever ride her. Uh, and every time I came up behind Shoshone, she would go to kick me. She was a Mustang. She was a wild horse. And so I put blinders on her. She loved me. I'd pet her mane and all that. But as soon as I got around her rear end, she would kick at me. She was conditioned to do that. She's a wild animal. She's going to protect herself. She's surviving. She's It's It's natural. And so what I did is I took a lot of love, a little bit of patience, three hours worth of my time, and a crack whip, and I conditioned her differently. And after that three hours, every time I went near her butt, uh, I, she'd go to kick me. I'd crack her with that on her butt with that crack whip, and then I'd pet her mane and say, it's okay, it's okay. I'd walk behind her, I'd get close to her and she'd kick to the side. I'd snap her butt with that crack whip and then walk up in front of her and look to her face and neck and pet her neck and look at her and say, it's okay. After three hours, she never, ever, ever did that again. See, she had to learn a new technique. She had to unlearn some old patterns and relearn some new patterns. And this is out of the book, In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day, by Mark Batterson. Great book I read years ago. He said, unlearning requires more than just rewiring our brains. We have to use our knowledge to face our fears and conquer them. According to psychiatric psychiatric reference books, there are approximately 2,000 classified fears. Those documented fears run the gambit. Everything from Triskaidekaphobia, the fear of the number 13, Terakibutrophobia, the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. There is even a phobophobia, the fear of acquiring a phobia. What's interesting, he says in this book, is that psychiatrists posit that we're born with only two innate fears. In other words, we're born with just two natural fears. The fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. That means that every other fear is learned. They've been, Someone's been conditioned to have that fear. And more importantly, that means that every other fear can be unlearned. See, the key is what we remember. See, I used to say that leaders remember. But no, everybody remembers. Animals remember. Trust me. Uh, my cats, uh, if I'm mean to them or if I leave for too long, oh, they remember they're mad at me. And uh, if I left any door open or any close out, uh, it's probably going to smell like cat urine. Oh, they remember. Animals remember. So it's leaders don't remember. Leaders remember the right thing i always reminded of the story I heard, again, this was out of Mozart's Brain in the Fire Pilot. It's it's called The Perfect Memory. Uh, It's a story about the interaction between Alexander Luria uh, and this guy with a perfect memory. So Russian uh, psychologist Alexander Luria first encountered S, they call him S, this guy, just capital S, as he was becoming known for remembering long series of words, letters, and numbers. S would learn these patterns and then he would get retested 15 plus years later on those same sequences. 15 and 16 years later, S could restate the patterns perfectly. Not only could he do the sequence perfectly, he could do it backwards as well. It's a visualization and successful spelling strategy. In the book, Dr. Restack calls this eidetic imagery, photographic memory, eidetic imagery. The gentleman, quote, S, had this perfect memory that lasted over years. And some 30 years later, after some 30 years, Lurie came to believe that there was no limits to the span of our memory based on dealing with S. And Restack asks, is this the type of memory you want? I mean, it sounds like a fair question. Most people would jump, oh, yeah, yeah. And then he posits, so let's take a look at this gift on the extreme. You always have to take a look at both sides. Let's get some more information about S. Since he remembered everything, nothing was laid to rest. Every hurt, every suffering, every injustice. He kept the record wrong. He held on to it. He lived a life of strained relationships, massive irrelevancies. And Laurie writes, over his lifetime, S achieved little benefit from his perfect, eidetic memory. He died, unfulfilled. Unhappy, a man who considered himself a failure. An unhappy man who died, who did little with this incredible gift. What a difference he could have made, the impact he could have had. Leaders remember the right things. And so we are a byproduct of our past. And I want you to know, the first thing that I know is quit comparing yourself to everybody else. There's only one you. Uh, since the beginning of time, there's never been another person like you. Nobody has your smile, your eyes, your hands, your hair. Nobody owns your handwriting, your voice. In all of time, there has never been anybody who laughs in exactly your way. And what makes you laugh or cry or think may have a totally different response than another. You're the only one, the whole of the creation, who has your particular set of abilities. And by the way, there's always someone who's better at one thing or another. Every person can be your superior in at least one way. But nobody in the universe can reach the quality and the combination of your talents, of your feelings. Think about this. Through all of eternity, no one will ever walk, talk, think, or do exactly like you. You are rare. No one has your DNA. No one has your fingerprints. No one has the pattern in the back of your retina. No one has the tongue print. There are 40 things, 30-some things that make you unique. And so first of all, you can't be enough, you're more than enough because there's no one like you you are rare, in all rarity there is great value, out of all the billions of applicants, there's only one qualified to do what you were created to do, and that one is you and after the break, I want to teach you five things five things that will help you keep moving in the right direction and deal with this lie that you're not enough I am Mr. Black, we'll be back in three minutes
2: Give a person a fish, fish and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you were made, how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction, mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at mrblack at com. In the subject line, put posse. Again, that's Black at com. In the subject line, put posse. Join our posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at Mr. Black at Like It In the subject line, put posse. Give me
4: 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power.
2: At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Digital
1: marketing is a big part of just about every business. It's everywhere. Is your business using it to your advantage? Are you receiving your share of the leads? If you're not effectively using digital media, you could be losing sales by the second. Even worse, your customers can be grabbed up one by one, never to return. Not sure if you're losing out to the competition? Salem Surround can help you. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience At the right time. Learn more at surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers.
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio Radio. Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black of the Day. We've been talking about enough with the question mark. You know, over the years of dealing with people at a deep level, I have seen that one of the biggest problems facing most people is they don't think they're enough. I remember a woman who had a very traumatic childhood, very traumatic young adult life. She was in my class, and she said uh, after about 15 years in the healing process, she said at some point she got this big old tattoo, uh, and I forgot where it was, but it was said enough. She wanted to remind herself every time that she looked in the mirror that she was enough. Because all her life, she was always told that she wasn't enough. And by the way, as her childhood, she was told by other people she wasn't enough. But when she got her own at 16 years old and basically was out doing things that no 16-year-old good girl should do, no no 40-year-old woman should do, um, she started taking over. So after other people told her she wasn't enough... Then she took over and she started telling herself that she wasn't enough. And so what we're dealing with here is two things. You have external input and then you have internal input. See, we have input from the external world. People, uh, society, culture, government officials, religious officials, people that tell us one thing. And that does have an effect, don't get me wrong. But can I tell you the bigger effect is what we tell ourselves. Matter of fact, what we believe over and over and over. I remember I was thinking about this whole uh, political system. I remember at the end of George Bush's uh, eight years, oh my gosh, his approval rating was under 30%. It was in the 20s. He couldn't even campaign for anybody uh, when they were running after him. Because his approval, why? The media I mean, for the last two years, every night, I mean, trashed the wars, trash Bush did all this, every night on the news, all the people who did were, were printed out. It was ugly. I mean, they destroyed him. He basically went into hiding. I remember that it was terrible. And then we had the Obama years where the media loves him, or anything he did was okay. Even the stuff like, you know, the IRS harassed conservatives and the gun running that uh, people got killed. No one seemed to matter. Uh, the Benghazi thing where we got people that were abandoned to be killed and dragged through the streets. But no one seemed to matter because it was Obama and people like Obama and the media likes Obama. But now we got it going again where for four years, everything that's been said about this guy in the White House, he's a traitor. He's a thief. He's a liar. Boy, if you keep saying that over and over for four years, people start believing it. If you tell a kid all their life they're a piece of crap, 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 how do you think that kid's going to act? If you everything that someone does is always wrong, they're going to start becoming hesitant from doing anything. If you're constantly under attack, you're going to circle the wagons and start doing things uh, behind the scenes in the darkness because you're under attack all the time. Don't you get? We are creatures of habit. We fall into patterns. And so what we got to deal with is the culture in America. The culture in America is so negative, so bitter. That's why some, you got to turn off CNN, you got to turn off MSNBC. That hatred, that bitterness, that, that every day for hours at a time talking about how evil, how hateful, how, I mean, that's how they slaughtered the Jews. That's how black people were treated like less than human because that was what people said over and over and over and over. And so you gotta realize this creature called a human being and we've got to win the battle. So I'm gonna give you five solutions because I know many of you out there listening believe that you're not enough believe you can't do this believe you can't do this and men it all starts with our bs remember by the time a child is 6 years old a majority of their map realities in place everything that we do is driven by a belief system so i'm going to suggest five things five things number 1 hold your thoughts captive number 2 reframe your experience from your past so it serves you better in your future number 3 you need to do some truth therapy to identify the lies in your head to replace them with the truth. Number four, you've got to process the past. Most people have not processed the past. How can they help anybody else in pain where they never dealt with their own pain? And number five, we got to know thyself. You got to know your belief systems. You got to know your BS, and not just know it. You got to know what you believe. You got to know why you believe it. And then you got to ask, how does this belief serve you? So those are the five things. I'm going to go through each one fairly quickly. But you can go to likeitmatters.net, reach out to me. This is what I teach. Uh, You can email me at mr.black at likeitmattersradio.com. M-R-dot-B-L-A-C-K at likeitmattersradio.com. Or go to likeitmatters.net and check it out. I have my last class of the year, November 21st, two-and-a-half-day class in Minneapolis. You can give me a call at 817-657-4921. But let's address these five things. First of all, hold our thoughts captive. You know, as us putting this together, it's ironic because, again, uh, it's the environment. The environment, uh, the most important environment we live in is our, our thoughts, our heads. For some people, it's heaven. For some people, it's hell. But each one of these is biblical references. I was looking right before I came on the show and I got the producer on. I'm looking at these and I go, oh my gosh, that's scripture. So solution number one, hold your thoughts captive. That's 2 Corinthians 10.5, right? It's We're supposed to hold every thought captive. Matter of fact, it says this, 10.5 says, we demolish arguments. And every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. It's 2 Corinthians 10.5. Reframing, just to let you know, which we're going to, is Romans 8.28. Truth therapy uh, is really easy. Jesus said, uh, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. And he said, the truth will set you free. And it was James Garfield that said, but first it's going to make you miserable. Processing the past. The Bible tells us to know thyself, right? I'm sorry. Processing the past, uh, forgive. We're called to forgive. We're called to not keep a record of wrong. We're told to forgive lest we be forgiven. We're told that however we treat uh, other people, the ones that don't treat us well, that's how God's going to treat us. So it's all right there, but we got to process the past. we got to let go of things and deal with them. we got to forgive and process it. And then lastly, number five, is to know thyself. Not just know your beliefs. But how you came about this belief, why you believe what you believe, and what you believe. And these are all biblical. That's why, you know, I don't do religious training, but I'm a man of God first and foremost. And from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so if I can't wrap it in scripture, because I, I deal with all of the, the sciences. Transactional Analysis with Dr. Burns, uh, Neuro Linguistic Programming, Dr. Miltons Erickson and Virginia Satir and many other doctors since then, Multiple Intelligences, Dr. Howard Gardner, Logotherapy, Dr. Viktor Frankl, uh, Constant Never Ending Improvement, k doctor W. Edwards Deming, Emotional Intelligence, Dr. Dan Goldman, and then Dr. Black. I'm not a doctor, I just play one on TV. <laughs> I should say, I just play one on the radio. <laughs> the Bible and the Word of God. And so the first one is you got to hold your thoughts captive. I would highly recommend you start journaling. Every night before you go to bed, just journal, dump out whatever's in your head. And every morning before you go to work, just dump out what's going on in your head. Do that for about 10 days and then reread them. See your patterns, see what's going on in your head and heart. You've got to be able to tune into what's going on in your head. When I tune into what's going on in my head and heart, if I actually listen to my self talk, I ask myself is that me? Is that the devil? Or is that my God? And only one of three is any value. So you got to really get in touch with your thinking and hold your thoughts captive. Challenge them. Number two, reframing. Frames give meanings to words and experience. And when you change the frame, it changes your internal representation. Just like if you buy a piece of artwork, you change the framing. You change the mat. You change what your eyes are drawn to. The same thing in life. We've got to change the frame. My childhood was terrible. 30 years I went through counseling and all that to deal with it and still probably haven't fully dealt with it. And can I tell you today, I am so thankful for my childhood. It's called a reframe. We can reframe experiences. We can we come out. Uh, we reframe outcomes. And we can do simple reframing just as changing negative statements into positive statements. But you need to be, in the, in, in the key is to constantly be reframing your experience. That's one of the keys to life. Is to constantly represent your experience in ways that support you in producing even greater results for yourself and for others. And number three then is truth therapy. You've got to know what the truth is. You've got to challenge someone's lies. We trash talk ourselves a lot. We've got to challenge someone's lies. What are some of the lies in your head? And you've got to identify those lies and then replace it with the truth. Processing the past. You can't do this on your own. You need to go to some counseling, some therapy, go to likeitmatters.net, get yourself in a leadership awakening class. Let us help you process the past. So make ends meet, make it make sense. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong. And lastly, know what you believe. What do you believe? Why do you believe it? Does it serve you well? And is there a possibility that what you believe is wrong? Everything we do or do not do is driven by belief. The way you're listening to this radio show and the way you're going to do what you do after we're done with this radio show all has to do with what you believe. Again, go to likeitmatters.net. Let me help you become the best version of yourself. You're under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
0: After a win over Aurora in the first round of the NCAA football tournament, the St. John's football team hits the road, traveling to the West Coast to take on the Chapman Panthers. Hi, I'm Mark Lewandowski. Join me along with Brian Backus and Mike and Charlie Carr for all the action of Johnny's football. Our coverage starts an hour later than normal, 1 o'clock with the pregame show brought to you by Stearns Bank and the kickoff at 2 from Chapman on the Quinlan and Hughes Johnny football radio network. Johnny's football is brought to you in part by Blue Cross Blue Shield, St. Cloud Orthopedics, bernick's pepsi Coburn, Novacare, and deerwood Bank. second and seven for the johnny 48 play fake dolan under pressure this time steps up and he gets sacked back on the 49 great job by jw windsor using his quickness to get to the backfield and then caribou came over and cleaned it up for the sack johnny's football is also brought to you in part by jack's cafe st paul linoleum right pocket structure freeport state bank rhino deck Hat logistics arnold and central minnesota credit union St. John's against Chapman, Saturday starting at 1, right here on Wellness Radio 1570.